Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Welcome, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle. Hello, Michelle Post. Hello, Scott. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Uh, we're coming to you recorded today uh, because we've got some personal stuff that we need to take care of. Uh, mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from the power of today's show. And uh, Michelle, you and I have not, as we usually do, had a chance to catch up and see uh, if there are any lessons, life lessons, any themes that you want to share before we get started today with our wonderful self-help books. Yeah, um, well, I want to... I want to encourage everyone, if you haven't listened to the emotional uh, toolkit, first aid kit that we recorded last week on the 11th, I want to encourage you to do to listen into that because I found it really insightful and there's a lot of good thought provoking questions there. Because what I'm noticing is um, in my clients that I have, I'm really, really fortunate to have kind of a bit of a red carpet practice at the moment, because I I don't have a lot of time in my schedule to take on new people. My clients have been pretty steady with me and we're delving into a lot of, oh, how do I know myself? I've gone through this major thing and I, I want to reinvent myself. I, you know, and that can be the pandemic, that can be a layoff, that can be graduating, that can be a divorce, a death. There's a variety of things that have led people to a place of change and willingness to metamorphosize their own life. So that's a theme going on. And I think using a tool like our last session can be really helpful to get to take some time to be introspective. And it doesn't have to be that tool. It can be other tools that you use. It could just be free-flowing journaling. But I cannot emphasize enough the importance of periodic, regular self-reflection, taking time to think about your life, your wants, your fears, your concerns. Yeah, it's something that I notice with clients, uh, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that you do too, is that I think they initially come to me not all of them, but, but a large number of them come to me with a do it for me approach mm-hmm. with, they, they come in and it's like, Scott, I just want to take two aspirin and make the pain go away. I know. Right. I know. And I think Michelle, to correct me if I'm wrong, that they soon discover it's not a done for you. It's I'll do it with you. I'll yes. walk with you yes. through the darkness. I'll walk through you through the, with the lack of confidence. I'll walk with you through the imposter syndrome, whatever it is that, you know, for me that they happen to be going through until we, and then they discover that's actually not why I came to you. Oh my Uh God. I, I came to you, I came to you presenting with certain symptoms. Yeah. Or a situation. Uh And and it turns it, and they have misdiagnosed themselves 
uh-huh. which by the way, is going to be an important caveat to what we're going to do today. Yeah. They've misdiagnosed themselves mm-hmm. or they've dabbled enough to, to think they can do it themselves yeah. or they just, they've hit a wall, right? Yes, it's that, it's yes. that old, their best thinking got them where they're yes. at. Yes. How do they expect their best thinking to get them back out again? Yes. Um, can I caveat there and say, sure. I have a number of uh, doctors and psychiatrists, people who actually prescribe medication and physical treatment for things. And their biggest frustration sometimes is that their clients expect the medicine or the treatment to be a cure when it's a helper, not a cure that there's still an amount of work, like with a physical injury, there's rehab, there's home exercises with um, a mental health imbalance, a chemical imbalance in the brain. You still need to practice the skills of anxiety management. You still need good self-care stress management skills. It's not a cure-all to pop a pill uh, just to alleviate symptoms. So, so the interesting thing for me, um, and this could, again, turn, we, we could do the whole show on this, but we're not, we're not today. <laughs> we didn't mean to. We didn't mean to. Um, but, you know, the interesting thing for me, I think I've mentioned this before. Um, I'm pretty active, do a, a very athletic, a lot of athletic stuff. Basically, my doctor has said, Scott, you need to quit abusing your body like you're doing. And, and so I've had two hernia operations wow. uh, because of the way I was mislifting weight and for other reasons. Yeah. Here's what I discovered. You have a hernia operation and then they give you pain pills. Yep. I wasn't feeling any pain. Yep. So I didn't take the pain pills. Mm-hmm. Here's what I discovered. If you chase the pain, yep. you're always on the losing end. You absolutely are you get ahead of the pain and you don't have a challenge or at Mm -hmm. least as much of a challenge. And so, you know, I I love the fact that a lot of the folks that I work with, they come in and it's like, I can muscle through this. I can do this uh, until they can't. Mm -hmm. And then we have to take quite a bit of time unraveling the mess they got themselves into Mm -hmm. when it would have been so easy to as Michelle is talking about, this is a practice we're talking about. Yep. This is a craft. This is an art form. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be talking about a lot of books today that Michelle mm-hmm. and I love. You know, there are, I'll be, I'm, I'm one of them, so I can mm-hmm. admit this to you. You know, I'll go to a bookstore. I collect freaking books. I go uh-huh. in, I've got a whole shelf of books I haven't read yet. I literally I have, a, I have a shelf of books Actually, that's not true. I've got a shelf of books up here and I've got a shelf of books in the other room. (laughs) And then I've got a shelf of books by the bathtub because I like to read. I'll take a nighttime bath and I read. Mm -hmm. And so I got, I've got things to be read. Things to be read. I I tried to make a a bargain with myself that I would not buy another book until I read all the ones that I have. And I have significantly downsized my library when I um, moved my my home last year, significantly downsized my library. So, um, and I've been doing a lot of decluttering. So I will say that I do a lot of audiobooks because, well, when I lived in LA, it's because I drove all the time right? and I wanted to be productive. And now thanks to podcasts like ours, 
please like and share. It helps us. <laughs> but thanks to podcasts, you know, there's a plethora of information out there or audible um, or audiobooks, that kind of thing that you can continue to learn from or bl Blinkist. Blinkist is like a short version of, of books with like highlighted bullet points. That's an, um, a service that you, and we're not supported by any of these services, Audible or Blinkist. It's just things or tools for you to look into because some of the books we will start to share with you today, you might feel really overloaded. And I will tell you that I, I do not have any issues with my intelligence level in terms of self-esteem, but the place that makes me feel the most dumb, if there's ever a place, is downtown LA library with <laughs> floors and floors and floors of books that I will never in a lifetime have time to read. Yeah. And it makes me realize that there are such good resources out there. We'll never plow through all of them. And you just got to give yourself a break. Pick and select the ones that you want to read. Start a book and give yourself permission to stop the book if you don't like it. Uh, take what you like and leave the rest. These are all my caveats for today's topic. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it, it kind of brings me to what I was going to say uh, about today's topic. And, and it's very simply, it's one thing to collect the information. Yeah. It's another thing to use the information. Yes, yes. We're, we're going to go through, and by the way, Michelle, it's going to be interesting today because Michelle and I have not compared notes we on purpose. It'll be interesting to see if, if any of us have the same books, uh -huh. um, but I'm guessing, you know, some of mine are a little eclectic. Uh -huh. uh, they, <laughs> I bet they, they are. <laughs> they, Much they work, more than mine, maybe. <laughs> they, they work for me. Uh, they may not work for you. The, yes. But but more importantly, there will, there will come a time when you need to get out of the do it yourself. Yes. That, that, you know, get out of that. Your own brain. Get out of that DIY mindset and reach out to someone like Michelle or me for coaching, mentoring, mm -hmm. therapy, et cetera. If that's mm -hmm. what you need, don't, it's one thing to take Advil. Yeah. It's another thing to take whatever the hell they gave me for my hernia operation. Right, right, right. <laughs> They're two different things. Yes, and, they are. And one requires a specialist to prescribe yes. it. Yeah. So, so I just want I want I want to I just want to <laughs> I want to give that as as just like an under background, I guess, an underscore for mm -hmm. what we're doing here. So shall we jump in? Yeah, let's have fun. Um, who wants to go first? Well, okay. So you brought up weight loss and right in the middle, I had pulled one of these out and right in the middle of you talking about the hernia and weight loss and et cetera, I'm going to start there. If you are struggling with weight loss out there, which is, it is my last Achilles heel. I tell you people, I feel you. Um, one of the first books I read that, that got me understanding family dynamics and weight gain is called Fat is a Family Affair by uh, Judy Hollis, H-O-L-L-I-S. It's an older book, but it's a guide for people with eating disorders and those who love them. And it talks about how eating disorders stem a lot from our family of origin, and they're really hard to kick. And then my favorite new person in this realm, let's just call it the weight loss realm, is Julie Simon. She is a colleague of mine in West LA. Love this woman. She wrote When Food is Comfort or The Emotional Eating 
I think eating toolkit. So look her up, Julie Simon. She's an amazing therapist. If like, don't talk to me about eating disorders. If you need a therapist about eating disorders, I'm not your girl because I'm still trying to conquer it, but contact Julie uh, or, or Judy Hollis. They're both amazing professionals in, in that field. So those are two of my, my favorites because they, they help me broaden my perspective and lose some shame around uh, oh, wonderful. that. So, you know, th- this was a topic <laughs> that was hard for me to limit down because this topic is so near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And you know, damn well, I'm going to mention it. Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> the most magical secret. You better. If you weren't, I would. So, so, you know, one, one, I wrote the book that I needed. Yeah. Um, and I've got all these self-help books. So let me just get it out there. Talk about yeah. the elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, you know, the book I continue to go back to for myself is the most magical secret Four weeks to an ecstatic life. Mm-hmm. And I wrote the book I wanted to read, yeah. uh, having gotten all these things. So I throw mm-hmm. that out there and I, I, I want to kind of emphasize something we talked about in our last podcast, there's a difference between thinking magically and magical thinking. None of the books that we're presenting you today, at least not on my end, are magical thinking. These are not things without correlation. And these are not things that I have not personally seen fail to work. It's not like, oh my God, let me just put on rose colored glasses. And because I wish it, it will happen. That's magical thinking. Um, We're talking about stuff that Michelle and I know work. And so when you go through the most magical secret, uh, and I'm the author, so you can look it up that way. uh, You're going to find the tools that I routinely rely on for my self-care. Awesome. I love that you brought that up. So um, I'm going to give you, well, later on, I'll talk about grief, loss, and that kind of thing. So the one book that I have out that is a workbook is called Healing Your Heart. And it's just a guided journal for people with breakups, divorce, and uh, separation. So feel free to check that out. There's a PDF version or a, a purchase version. I'll get into more death, grief, and loss stuff first, but I thought in my journey of self-help, I might tell you some of the first books I read when becoming a therapist, right? I I would hope that would be helpful. So one of them is called The Family Crucible, The Intense Experience of Family Therapy. If you've ever wondered about getting into couples counseling or family therapy, this is a really beautiful book by one of the founders, Carl Whitaker, W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. Dr. Whitaker wrote this book, and I will tell you a quick tip from it. He said in his marriage with his wife, every seven years, they kill off the idea of each other and start dating again. And that's the secret to his long-lasting marriage and family. That's very cool. That I'd share. That was that this book made me decide to become a therapist instead of a social worker or a psychologist or a da 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 da. da. That was one of the books that caused me to pick my grad school, actually. Um, The Family Crucible and uh, family systems and how family systems can work for or against you. So that was one. And then a couple of other quick, like workbook types are um, the self-esteem workbook, which is a newer one, you know, by um, uh, Chiraldi, S-C-H-I-R-A-L-D-I. It's an actual workbook in it with with, uh, activities in it, like see yourself through loving eyes, 
and a checklist of ways to enjoy pleasure in life and how to do some self-reflection. It's got actual activities in it. It is a very good book for any of you struggling with self-esteem. And then Mind Over Mood by Podesky and Greenberger and Thoughts and Feelings are the three, the two, those three books together. If you're dealing with anger, anxiety, self-esteem, depression, I highly recommend those three books, Mind Over Mood, Thoughts and Feelings, and the Self-Esteem Workbook. They are three of my go-to books for clients that really want to make their work move faster. Um, well, since I'll jump to those, since we, you're talking about foundational books for you and, um, I I go right back to the beginning. I'm pulling them up. I didn't actually bring them out to show you, Uh but you know, one of my mentors coaches is Tony Robbins. Yes. And, you know, if you have not read awaken the giant within, uh, he's, he's got a bunch of them. You just go online to Amazon, type in a Tony Robbins book, uh, unlimited power. I'm looking at some, um, he's got them. The only book I didn't like, and I'm being really frank with you guys is the money book, but I think that it would, it might be helpful for, uh, some people take a look at any of his books and, or his, he, they were audio tapes back then, but you can, <laughs> yep. you know, you can do them as, as CDs or DVDs at the very least. I want everybody to go to Netflix if you've got it and take a look at the documentary on him called I Am Not Your Guru. And you will see the encapsulation, the practice, the the manifestation of what he's put in these books. So that was one of the foundational set of books for me. Uh, And then ultimately I went and was trained by Tony uh, through his uh, leadership academy. The other foundational book for me uh, was by Shakti Gawain. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. Shakti has passed away. Oh, uh, yeah. But it, it, it's uh, creative visualization. Yes. And that was, again, one of those books that I read. And it Me was too. like, it changed, it shifted everything. Yes. Shift happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Good. Yeah, Shakti. Yeah, that was a, a really good book in terms of like spiritual personal development for me. Um yeah. So I don't, you know, since we're on kind of some fun foundational ones, I will tell you a couple of other ones that are old, uh, that I reference a lot, hundred secrets of happy people, which has been redone. It's what science has learned and how you can use it by David Niven, N I V E N love this book. You can spin through it. You can read one page. I love that book. And then a little less self-helpy. Oh, I love this book. (laughs) So I'm holding up a picture so Scott knows what it is. It's The Night in Rusty Armor by Robert Fisher. One of my first books to break the codependent cycle of always needing to be the one that takes care of everybody else and not yourself. A friend gave this to me in grad school. So this is my actual copy that's got like some coffee stains on it. I, this made it across the country with me. That book. Yep, that's one, that's one that made my move too. <laughs> and then I know you're going to love this one. Illusions, uh, the my, adventures my, of a reluctant Messiah by Richard my, Bach. I I love Richard. It's, yeah. I just and Jonathan love... Livingston Siegel. I so mean... since, since you brought that book yep. up, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. 
Okay. Um, there is a little known Richard Bach book oh. that is in my, if I have to go to a deserted island box. <gasps> Remember how we've talked about that? Yes. As a result of illusions, the uh-huh. adventures of a reluctant Messiah. Uh, and I don't know if you want to talk about what the book is about Michelle first, and then I'll tell you oh. what he's got. Okay. So, I mean, I, it's been a long time since I read it, but I will tell you that that the takeaway for me is about letting go of what you perceive as control and the way of being and the, um, the freedom that you get by trying to connect with flow and, and letting go and going where the energy takes you. So it's a little esoteric, uh, but I, I love the illusions adventures of a reluctant Messiah. I could go into it more, but we have way too many books to cover today. So Um, Scott is going to recommend me a new Richard Bach book on his desert Island. Yeah. It's not new. Well, a new to me. So in that, in that book, (laughs) illusions, Yes. The reluctant Messiah has a handbook that he's constantly reading. Richard wrote that book. Oh, he did. The reluctant Messiah's handbook is available. And most people do not know it exists. And what he's done is all the things that you've read in that book that come out are actually in that book. And I use this book much like we're going to talk about a couple other books that are my takeaway uh, deserted island uh, books, but I use it much like bibliomancy. I will just open it to any page and I let, uh, I let the reluctant Messiah's handbook talk to me. I love that. That's so fun. Um, so I, I'm looking up right now. It's going on my list. Um. Yeah, it's it's so it's it's available on Amazon. Okay. It's called the Messiah's Handbook Reminders for the Advanced Soul. Oh, yes. And and it's just unbelievably wonderful. And going back beyond that, obviously Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Yes. Uh, it, it, I think was the the trigger for all of it. He my whole shelf. I've got a whole Richard Bach shelf here. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> And, and when I was writing my, one of my books, actually, Richard and I were emailing each other and he's just a wonderful man. He really, he really is just a wonderful man. And kind of in that same, like when I I went through this period where I was doing a lot of, um, do I want to change my job? Do I want to change like things, major things about my life? So, um, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, Adventures of the Reluctant Messiah, the Alchemist by Paul oh, Coelho. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the Celestine Prophecy, along with the Four Agreements and the Mastery of Love. Four Agreements and Mastery of Love are by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, I can't remember the author of the Celestine Prophecy, but all of those are about looking at the mystery of life, reframing your thinking around things that have bogged you down. I, those are massive recommendations um, for me, for anybody on a personal growth journey. Um, so let's, let, let's talk about somebody a little quirky. Yeah. Uh, and I first found out about Benjamin Zander through, uh, I think it was Ted talks and, okay. and Benjamin Zander is, uh, 
He's an orchestra leader, for lack of a better way to put it. Okay. But he wrote a, he, he's the conductor for the Boston Philharmonic. Okay. And I watched him talking about this. And then he, on, you got to watch the video. He talks about bringing your passion to life. And then he's in the, the talk, sitting down at the piano. Yeah. And he can talk, he talks about how you can tell someone is passionate about what they're playing because they, they develop into what he calls one butt cheek plane. They start leaning over leaning. and they're sitting on one, <laughs> one cheek as they're playing. He's just a quirky <laughs> little guy. He, okay. wrote, he wrote a book called The Art of Possibility, oh. Transforming Professional and Personal Life. And it is the most amazing thing. And I'm going to read you something. Yeah. He talks about life being like ripples in a pond. And he says, I have redefined my work as a place of contribution rather than an arena for my success. Wow. That, that, just that one thing. I love that. I love that changed changed my approach uh yeah. another thing in here he talks about being the conductor but being the silent conductor so everything's a metaphor yeah. uh and he says that he discovered that true power derives from the ability to make other people powerful mm -hmm. and i could go on and on. i've got all kinds of things underlined in here um but it, it's just Wow. I mean, it, when we talk about life, right, we were talking in our last uh, session, our last uh, broadcast about things like this. I take a risk that things won't turn out exactly as I anticipate them in my ear, but then there is no great music making without such risk taking. Mm. And it's literally a, a handbook of how to be a conductor of your own life. Oh, beautiful. When you come to the orchestra, and you've got to have the orchestra make this beautiful music. You're not actually playing an instrument. Yeah. You're conduct you you're conducting. Yes. Yes. And, and so, you know, this is, he put it at the beginning, but it's actually, I think what sums up nicely about this book is that what he's talking about in this book is not an expectation to live up to, yeah. but a possibility to live into. What a wonderful way to say that, right? Wow. So it, it's called The Art of Possibility by Rosamund Stone Zander and Benjamin Zander. Okay. The Transforming Professional and Personal Life. And again, take a look at the, the YouTube video that's available um, of him. Okay, I will. Wow. Actually, I have a client I think that would be good for. <laughs> so... Um, I don't know. Can we shift gears a little bit? Of course. To, is well, that doc? Is I'm, that are we? Yes, absolutely. Doctor Seuss. Absolute, <laughs> well, go for it. I was I was going to add a couple things for women specifically that are kind of along the same lines as women leaning into their own life. Cassandra speaks by Elizabeth. Something is about women finding their voice in their home and in the work world and in life, as well as Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg who is the COO of Facebook. I know there's a lot of stuff going on with Facebook right now, but still powerful woman in tech uh, is very unique and rare. And she talks about the struggles of women in business. So I, I have to throw those out there, but where I was going was with kids. So, or adults or grown, grown kids, you know, kid, big kids that can drive cars as a client likes to say. 
Um, so an old gift book that I love giving people who are graduating, and I haven't read it lately with the eye of uh, inclusiveness because I know Dr. Seuss has gotten a little bit of heat for some things, but Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss is a great one to own. Uh, maybe reread it before, you know, because I haven't read it in a while, but it's so good when you are in the middle of life and not knowing what the future holds. Excellent, excellent gift book. Great book for kids. I love it personally. It's on my amazing book list and it made it, it made it across the country. All right. So, so. I'm going to share a hard to find book. Uh, they're, they're still available. Okay. Uh, it's called Spontaneous Transformation, Seven Steps to Coping and Thriving in Extreme Times. And the author is Jennifer McLean. That's M-C-L-E-A-N, Spontaneous Transformation. And it is a wonderful but hard to find book. Uh, and I, I'll just warn you now, I don't think you can get it new. I think you have to buy them used now. They're out of okay. print. Okay. But I, I'll read you from the back what this is about, yeah. uh, because I don't want to ruin uh, what's in this spontaneous transformation construct. Yeah. The, the body is a miraculous storage vessel, which carries within all of life's traumas and joys, as well as the myriad experiences in between that define our lives. It remembers everything, even when we don't. Through our resulting relationships, choices, and even our pain, disease, and unhappiness, those held memories are expressed. Mm -hmm. Spontaneous transformation is a therapeutic system of healing. And then she talks about literally liberating people from their past, opening the doors to greater levels of wealth, freedom, health, joy, and fulfilling relationships mm -hmm. by accessing and releasing what is buried deep within. And some of the topics that she covers, by the way, are dealing with an abusive partner, transforming fear, finding forgiveness, resolving family issues, healing back pain and other ailments, finding hope, and living abundantly. And she calls herself, Jennifer calls herself a spiritual catalyst. Mm. Uh, and again, I don't think many people know about this book because it's so hard to get. Mm. Uh, it was only out for a short time. Uh, she gives you lots of practice uh, suggestions in her routines, um, and she has these wonderful little names for them, but it is a really a, a marvelous little self-help, and that's not little, mm. but a self-help book for those of you who want to overcome fear. Oh, thank you. I, that's on my list now. I got to get that one. <laughs> so um, these are these are three... Well, actually, there's five, five kids books of various things for things that kids might need. Um, if you know a kiddo who's dealing with death and dying and they're maybe four to eight or nine years old, when dinosaurs divorce, oh, when dinosaurs die and then they, the, by Krasny, Krasny Brown, and they also have one when dinosaurs divorce. And it's so well done in terms of inclusiveness. I highly recommend that that is on your shelf if you've got kiddos going through that. And another one, if you've got kiddos in your life going through emotional stuff, um, what's called The Rabbit Listened by Gory Deerfeld is beautiful. It's all about, you know, the bear tries to get the little boy to yell and the the birds try to, you know, the, 
all these, and it's, you know, it's a kid, it's really a little kid's book. And it talks all about how the rabbit just together, they sat in silence until Taylor said, please stay with me. And the rabbit listened. And the rabbit listened as Taylor talked. And the rabbit listened as Taylor shouted. And the rabbit listened as Taylor played. It just goes on about that. I just really love that. I also love the invisible string for anybody dealing with um, separation anxiety or the death of somebody close. It's, it talks about how even when you're away from each other, there's an invisible string of love that ties you to the people in your life. And I love that. And then the last one is kind of another gift book that a, a friend of mine sent me in the mail, surprised me in the mail with called You're Here for a Reason by Nancy Tillman. Now this one, you know, as I was transitioning out of my kind of life in the corporate world, um, corporate healthcare world, you know, there are beautiful pictures of him pushing <laughs> a giraffe up the hill. Life can be tricky. There isn't a doubt. You'll skin your knees trying to figure it out, but life works together, the good and the bad, the silly and awful and happy and sad to paint a big picture. We can't always see a picture that needs you most definitely. So just the whole book is a beautiful kind of gift book that's easy to read and kind of encourages people that they, they have a purpose. They have, they have something to give to others that is needed. So I love those books. Those are wonderful. <laughs> They're very, very, actually, I might use some of those with uh, some issues. Um, and by the way, I'm, I'm not giving you my books in any particular order other than I am saving two Oh. for the very end oh. uh, because those are are like if I couldn't go anywhere without oh. books those would be the two so oh. uh, we talked about Tony Robbins Tony is one of my cabinet of advisors folks and yes. uh, one of my mentors one of the people that I look up to another one of them you've heard me talk about him before is Tim McGraw yes the country singer and <laughs> uh, Tim wrote a book called Grit and Grace ah yes and it's that. Train the mind, train the body, own your life. And I'm going to read you a little quote from the book. We all get served wake-up calls. When mine came, it said, you can keep going this way and risk benching yourself early, or you can look at the hole you're digging and find a way out. So I made a choice to commit to the one thing I could control, my body. What surprised me was that the changes I experienced were more than physical. They were mental too. Everything got better. There have been ups and downs on this journey, but I know that my commitment to my health gives me the tools I need to get back on course when I fall off track. Working out isn't just about honing your physical body. It's about developing the ability to grow grit and having an opportunity to touch grace. Another quote from the book, making the choice to get healthier, fitter, and stronger starts with a commitment of going all in. Now, uh, if you guys know about Tim and the issues that he's been through, lots of challenges, lots of downs. Uh, and, you know, I happen to be a workout junkie. And it, it nothing brought me more pleasure. By the way, if any of you ever have the opportunity to meet your heroes or meet authors of books, etc., 
you know, I, I know what I, I know what it feels like to me when someone comes up having read the most magical secret yeah, and they say this changed my life. Yeah. Um, I, I actually got the opportunity to, 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 to talk to Tim about his book and tell him this has changed everything for me, Tim. And it's, you know, you take the celebrity out of it, you take who he is out of it. This was just two guys talking about getting healthy instead of sitting around, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood once made the comment. uh, He was asked the question. I'm trying to think of the singer that actually asked him the question. How do you keep doing what you're doing and, and, doing um uh my mind has gone blank another country singer anyway clint eastwood replied i do what i do by not letting the old man in (laughs) yep um and so it's kind of like that is instead of sitting around talking about your aches and your pains and your whatever uh we didn't do that we talked about getting healthy we talked about what that means and it's a workout book he gives you all kinds of actual exercises now i gotta tell you coming out of this book tim has now started a gym uh in (laughs) in 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 nashville but you're getting actual pictures of how to do planks correctly how to do sit-ups um you know to do crawls how to do uh standing sit-ups and then he also talks about sleep and recovery and how important that is um he'll give you discussions about keeping your drive going, keeping your discipline going and taking it, taking your life to a deep focus place. And so I pass that on to all of you. You don't have to wind up looking like him. I still don't look like him. He's got freaking abs that you wouldn't believe. Uh, but when you look at where he came from to where he is, he is the perfect example. He's my health, by the way, guy in my cabinet of advisors. And yes, he is. When, when you look at where he was to where he is today. That's all I need right now. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I need to make the decision. He's living proof of what he wrote about. I love that. I love that. So the book is, well, the book is called Grit and Grace by Tim Grit McGraw. Grit and Grace by Tim McGraw. Okay. So if we're, I mean, obviously there's a ton of like business books I've read that I love. Um, there's a lot of marriage and relationship books that I love, but aside from, let me see, I'm going to give you a relationship book that I recommend. And then a business book that a business slash affirmation book that I, I believe in. And those are my last two that I'll offer. Okay. So the relationship one (laughs) is called getting naked Five steps to finding the love of your life while totally clothed and completely sober. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, I highly recommend the audio version of it because the author reads it and he, he's not a therapist. He is a coach. He is a uh, former advice columnist and he is hysterical. So getting naked five steps to finding the love of your life. If you are not in a relationship and you want to be start there. If you're in a relationship and you need to improve it, go to John Gottman's uh, work for relationships, like the relationship cure or seven principles for making marriage work, blah, blah, blah. But getting naked changed my life. And I think opened me up to a lot of wonderful relationships and eventually my, my current partner who I love, Brian. So, so I highly recommend that book. 
And then I'm going to turn it back to you before I give my business uh, self-esteem last book. Okay. I, I, I'm going to share my two desert island books and I'm going to save for last the book that is just blowing my mind right now. Oh, yay. All right. So th those do exist. Um, I shouldn't come as any surprise that because I've talked about her work before, uh, Byron Katie. Yes. And her book, if you guys have not read it, is A Mind at Home with Itself. Now, the reason I've chosen this book rather than some of her other books is that the entire process that she calls the work is part of this book. You actually get the entire process at the back. And you've heard me say this before, particularly if you've been a coaching client of mine, just, just the question alone, is that true? When you have a thought, a feeling, a belief, an assumption, any of those, if to take a step back and say, is that true, is mind altering. And it will shift you in unbelievable ways when you, if you're honest, because you know damn well, you don't know if it's true. You feel it, you think it, but you don't know that it's true. And then she takes you through the actual process and it, it's a little more complex than we have time for right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but I use these things and she provides you with a, what she calls a judge your neighbor worksheet where, and I've used this worksheet myself, where you take the most horrendous family dynamic and, you know, I've, I've done this with people in my family who have addiction, alcohol, drug issues, where I have, remember, we talked uh, in our last episode about the shoulds. I got lots mm -hmm. of shoulds. You mm -hmm. should be clean and sober. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? That's not true. I should be clean and sober. Mm -hmm. Big difference. Mm -hmm. And this worksheet actually helps you turn your life around to the point where it's like, you know, I need to let you live your life. I need to let you make your decisions. As long as you're not harming me or harming my immediate family, live your life, make your decisions. Mm -hmm. I don't have to agree with them. Mm -hmm. And she even takes you to the point where you get, and I know it sounds a little hard because you haven't been through the process right now. If you're listening to this, um, she gets you to the point where you say, I actually look forward to them misbehaving and, and you fill in what that misbehaving is. I actually look forward to them using drugs. I look forward to them being drunk. That's a big change. And again, don't take this out of context because you, you don't just jump to, I, I, you know, look forward to them misbehaving. That's not what the process is. The process is your own mind shift. This is about you getting yourself unstuck from the should. Yeah. And so again, it's uh, Byron Katie, a mind at home with itself, how asking four questions can free your mind, open your heart and turn your world around. Mm. Now, A Course mm. in Miracles. Uh, this, absolutely. Right? Um, I don't care what your religious belief is. I don't care. I, I guess I do care. It doesn't matter. Yes. I should say yes. what your religious belief is or whether you think that there's channeling going on in this book. Uh, it doesn't matter. I just open this, by the way, speaking of the Byron Katie, I just mm -hmm. open this, which is the way I use A Curse in Miracles. Mm -hmm. I open it much like I do the Messiah's Handbook. I just mm -hmm. open it. What's there for me? First thing in the book right now, I am never upset for the reason I think. <laughs> so true. And then you fill in, I am not angry at, 
X. I'm not angry at whoever for the reason mm -hmm. I think. And that becomes your mantra for the day. Mm -hmm. um, Amazing. There, and there are things in this, there are things in this book that if you will let it speak to you again, mm -hmm. you don't have to be religious. You don't even have to be spiritual. Just let it talk to you. Mm -hmm. And the meditations in this book are just amazing. Um, you know, I could, I could give you any of these. Uh, it gives you mantras. Serenity and perfect peace are mine because I am oneself, completely whole, mm -hmm. at one with all creation and with God. Mm -hmm. It gives you ways to focus your mind. So mm -hmm. uh, again, if this, this would be my one big book, to take with me on a deserted island. If you only could take one. If I could only take one, it would be A Course in yeah, Miracles. I, I did not, like, I did not stop to think about what book would I take with me if I only had one. Um, so I will flatly, <laughs> well, probably <laughs> not a self-help book, but probably I would take The Hundred Love Sonnets of Pablo Neruda would probably oh my be goodness. my favorite book. <laughs> and if you've never read his uh, poem about, there's one poem that says, loving is so short and forgetting is so long. Oh, how and beautiful. I've yeah. never even, I've, I'm going to have to get this book now. Pablo Neruda. He was a Chilean poet and they wrote the movie, the, the El Postino based off of his poems beautiful poet but it's not self-helpy it's just love and romancy uh, and some war and times of strife because he was very actively involved in civil war so that probably would have to go with me that that book pretty much goes with me everywhere but my last kind of self-helpy book series that I want to share with you are the Jin Sincero books you're a badass and you're a badass at making money so you're a badass has the subtitle uh how Sorry, yeah, how she's, to stop she's doubting your greatness and start living an awesome life. And like, she even has a little calendar, a day-to-day -day calendar. And one of the quotes from the day-to-day -day calendar said, um, up your confidence, just do it. If you desire to do something, there's a part of you deep down that knows you're capable or else you wouldn't waste your time thinking about it. So don't wait until you're confident. That's like waiting until you lose an extra five pounds before you let yourself go on vacation. Just do it. The more you push yourself to do things that you're scared to do, the stronger your confidence muscle will become. And between you're a badass and you're a badass at making money, those books also, as well as the most magical secret, Scott, I make no secret about your book and how it's changed my life. Those books Thank you. really help shift me towards doing every day what I love, which is you know being a good therapist, a great being a badass, therapist, I hope, being a badass therapist. Um, for the people in my life that I, I love and, uh, and who I work with. Oh, so those are my, my two last recommendations. All right. My last recommendation is the book I am currently going through. I've not finished it yet. It's blowing, Ooh. blowing my mind Ooh. Um, to the extent where, again, not all books get my underlining and my comments. This is one of them. <gasps> and it's, the book is called Burning Bright. Ooh. And it's from Kelsey J. Patel. Rituals, Reiki, and self-care to heal burnout, anxiety, and stress. This, for me, has so much content to help me help my clients. Yeah, It's helping me, too. 
Um, And the back of the book, I'll just read a portion of it says you have a choice. There is a path out of pain, anxiety, burnout, and the feeling of complete overwhelm. The book you're holding is your invitation to choose that path. Uh, I love the way she writes. I love, I love her whole concept and outlining of imprints, which you and I work with a lot, Michelle. And that's the fact that, you know, a trauma happens and suddenly you're anchored to it. Even if if I've talked before about I'm in the bathroom trying to capture a spider with a glass (laughs) uh, because I've been raised with the imprint. You don't kill anything. You save it and set it free outside. The Mm fricking spider jumps. Now I've got this imprint that all spiders are dangerous. Um, you know, she, she actually takes you through some of the stuff that she has been through her own religious practices, her questioning, she talks about anxiety, uh, and, and very much like I've talked before about, you know, I've watched these folks with amazing incomes, living rented lifestyles, they spend it as fast as they could. She talks about clients that looked like they had everything, but who were crumbling on the inside. Mm. And then she talks about rekindling your brightness. And it, you know, that's the part that spoke to me because, you know, one of my chakra practices uh, when I do my energy work is to get to the, the crown chakra where you literally say, I remember who I am. And she talks about surrender. And I, you know, Michelle, that I've had a huge challenge with the serenity prayer. Yeah. And I make no, I make, no bones about it, very transparent about it. <laughs> and this is the first book that actually made sense to me. Oh, wow. She doesn't use the serenity prayer. She talks about surrender. And more importantly, she talks about surrendering to yourself. Yes. And this is what resonated with me. The word surrender might sound weak or passive to you. Yep, it certainly did. <laughs> But surrender is the path to brightness. Surrender is the key to serenity. To surrender means giving up control of what you have no control over and letting things be what they're going to be. To surrender is to accept what is and to change only what you can. When you surrender, you will see that you couldn't possibly be anything other than what you are right now. When you're, re- when you're fooling yourself about reality, all your attempts at manipulating it will be for nothing because you're manipulating phantoms. And then she moves in. Uh, by the way, half the book is her philosophy of yeah. how she got where she's at. And then yeah. the whole last half of the book are different energy practices. It's not just Reiki. She talks about EFT. She talks about meditation and yoga. Mm. And she invites you, do not read this book straight through. Pick what mm-hmm. you want out of it and start using it. Mm-hmm, so it's a very hands-on manual. Um, so that's my last one. It literally, I love the way she writes and I invite all of you pick and choose from the books we've given you. And yeah. uh, now or like, or go, you know, send us a note, tell us what books we missed. Cause you know, obviously we have a lot more that we would share with you, but time, time and overloading you with that Los Angeles yeah. library feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is like part of the reason why I'm behind in my reading is I've been reading um, the promised land by Obama and it's so long. It's really good, <laughs> but it's so long that I, I have not read anything else for so long. Yeah. I'm almost done. <laughs> um, okay. Next week uh, we have a special guest with us, yes. uh, Nick Anacek and Nick is uh, from Russia 
uh, of all things. He's now living in the UK and Nick is going to talk to us about energy work in Reiki. Uh, and he's marvelous. Uh, I've been through some of the work with him, some of his training. He's been on uh, a broadcast that I did separately for one of my Facebook groups. And I asked him to come on and we will share all that with you. Yeah. With that, Michelle, th thanks for sharing. Oh, go ahead. People cannot see this, but who is in your lap? Who is this cute little bundle of white fur in your lap? This is Presley Pearl, my oh, friend. Oh, is this Presley Pearl? Oh, I wish you guys could see Miss Presley Pearl. She is adorable. Yeah, she, she <laughs> like she likes to lick, uh -huh. and, she, and she likes to cuddle, and, and uh, she likes to cuddle. Well, what's not to love about that? She's well. She's my doga dog. I actually, when I sit down and do yoga, she crawls on my lap and does yoga with me. So <laughs> we do doga together. Doga. <laughs> I love uh, it. I found Presley, by the way. She was literally um, the size of, of a small banana. Wow. Uh, we happened for Mother's Day uh, way back when, 10 years ago, by the way, that Presley's 10 years old. Uh, we we uh, found her 10 years ago in a box at the Rose Bowl on Mother's Day. I had taken my wife to the, uh, the flea market there, the, the swap oh. meet that they have. And one of the vendors had her in a box she wasn't even old enough to have been weaned from her mom. And I said, wow. that, that dog is not staying there. And uh, wow. I, she came home with us. Wow. Hello, Miss Presley Pearl. Well, what a nice way to end our sharing of uh, books and knowledge and tips with everybody is, uh, oh, 100 Secrets of Happy People. People that have furry friends have a happier, more satisfying life than those who do not have furry friends. Oh, there you go. well, thank you for being my furry <laughs> friend, Presley. All right. All right. With that, folks, thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week uh, for our live broadcast with our special guest. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, We'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.